Will you join me in the Party Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the party of the United Party of Parties, and to the party for which it stands, one party, under party, party, with party and party for all. Hey Richard, how's it going? Hey Zach. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to you tonight. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you. It's been a, it's been a while, so yeah, this will be fun. So um, to start out, uh, there is one uh, newsworthy thing that I think is worth um, mentioning, mostly newsworthy for me, and that is the date of September 7th, because that's when NWK once again comes to Portland. Ah, yeah. And I'm very... what, what is the date? September 7th? Yep. And I'm pretty excited about it. So I'll see him September 4th, just a couple days before you. Oh, where are you going to see him at? Uh, the Crescent Ballroom in Phoenix. Oh. I've seen him there before. It's kind of a smaller venue. It's kind of a interesting place. Is your, is your place very big? You know what? I think it is slightly larger than... I, I, yeah, the venue I'm going to, I've never been to before, so it's kind of hard to tell but from the pictures. It looks like it's slightly larger. And you saw him last year, too, right? Or like not too long ago? Yeah, not very long ago. Um, was that la- it? Was last year, or was it earlier this year? Ah, uh, I don't even know. I don't remember. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Yeah, yeah, it's all blurring together. And so you're doing something in particular that's kind of interesting regarding his latest tour. Yeah, so um, if there's anyone that is interested, we are recruiting um, GoPro videographers. So people are signing up to wear a GoPro on their head. We'll ship the GoPro to you and an SD card and like a microphone device thingy. And you basically uh, are going to record the show. And then at the end of the day, at the end of this concert, we'll have a well-documented tour. And we've already had a couple of these shows and um, people who have volunteered to do it. And it's just a fun time. Really, I think the f- biggest takeaway that's going to come from this is it's uh, it's a really cool way to um, relive your night. Because the, the person who videos it obviously is going to have the most attachment to that particular night. Right. Um and so you can just like go back and, and remember it. And the the way I'm planning on using it is I'm just going to strap the thing to my head and then kind of forget about it. Cause that was one of my concerns is that, you know, I don't want to like lug this camera around and ruin the show. Right. You know, I just want to forget about it. And that's kind of the idea with the GoPro too, is it's just pretend it's not there and uh, you just video the show while you're having fun. And so is it your plan to, compile all the footage into some kind of like documentary or some like really large music video or like what it will look like in the end it's gonna i'm i'm uh cracking this thing open to anyone all right it's it's i'm open sourcing the video all right (laughs) so i'm just gonna uh, i'm gonna have it hosted on my website or wherever and uh people can use it however they want if they want to reuse it 
in some way, make a video, make a montage, do like a, uh, use it for a documentary. It's a free game as far oh, as I'm cool. concerned. And so uh, you reached out to Andrew WK himself about this idea, right? Yeah, and it's um, it's not an official type of thing. It's you know you're not going to find it on his official website. This is just kind of a, a low key, some like fans doing something fun, doing something crazy, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he he gave the blessing that you know he's not going to rip the GoPro off our head and said we can't say we can't film. Right. He's he's given us the the two thumbs up the double thumbs up of, uh, you know, kind of, uh, let loose, have fun. Right. Cool. Uh, I think that sounds pretty fun. I'm, I, I'm going to be wearing, uh, the GoPro on my head and, uh, <laughs> I'm going to try and, um, do it justice and, and really have a great time. Cool. Thanks for volunteering. And you know what? And if you think of creative things to do while you're filming it, like, uh, if you want to get all Steven Spielberg and do like these big panning shots, then uh, you can do that too. But right. it's really, uh, I'm trying to leave it open-ended and people can do whatever they want with it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to get too hands-on with it. It's just, we, we ship the GoPro to you, you film it, you upload the footage, and then you ship the GoPro to the next person. Right. <laughs> I, I really hope that there's some very interesting surprises in some footage. <laughs> <laughs> that and be... also the GoPros, we already have all the equipment. Like, um, you don't need to worry about it. It's, just, it's a done yeah. deal. We got the foot. We got the equipment. It's just, just be there and and film. That's cool. And so we got we got we mostly it's the September shows are the are the slots we're looking for so um like there's a lot of stuff going on in canada texas florida georgia tennessee um you know missouri some of those midwest if you, so if you're going to be anywhere in those areas and you just happen to be listening to this very niche niche <laughs> podcast <laughs> then um contact me that sounds awesome well that's exciting um okay so, what we thought would be a lot of fun to do in this episode of the Party 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 podcast would be to discuss uh, one of our favorite songs and do a deep dive. Um, and we, we might choose more songs as time goes on, but in this, in this episode, just a deep dive in what I think, honestly, is my favorite song from the newest album, and that is I Don't Know Anything. I'm glad you chose this song because it is, uh, I don't know if it was my favorite, but it's probably, it's right. Probably like, if not my favorite, my second favorite. So, um, I'm glad we can agree. It, we don't even have to discuss it. It was just like, yeah, let's do this song. And it was like, uh, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so do you, what, so first of all, some background, do you know anything about like were there other versions of this song at one time or parts of this song that were borrowed and, and reapplied here or anything like that that you know of? Not that I know of, but I don't know anything. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, we're on the right path so far. And so I thought it would be fun just to, uh, just to walk through the, the idea of the song from my perspective. And so 
first and foremost, what this is to me is just a jubilant and joyful approach to uncertainty. And I can't think of a better message. And that's what gets me so excited about this song. So initially, the song starts out with this echoing of, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, right? And mm -hmm. then uh, it kind of feels like, um, I mean, not to stretch it too far, but kind of like what it feels like in your head to be confused, right? You, you just have this like echoing thing in your head of like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And that's like such a common feeling and such a common problem of just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know who to talk, I, you know? And so basically Andrew just goes through all of the different things he doesn't know. And mm -hmm. so initially I just really love how the song starts out with just this feeling of the, the you know, the, um, the audio version of what it's like to be confused, right? Right, like the echoey, like, it's like, um, it's very airy, I guess, yeah. with, uh, what, or, what he's saying. Okay. And, and you don't even, at first you can't even hear exactly what he's saying, but then it comes into clarity. You don't know, you don't know what he's saying. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I, and then it gets clear, I yeah. don't know anything. Yeah. And so, um, and so, uh, he starts out with, um, some of the things that are pretty typical to not know, right? He says, I don't know the truth. I don't know the way. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to say. Um, these are all very typical things to not know. We've all experienced all of those things, if not daily, then very frequently, right? Right. But I will push back on that. I think internally we, uh, we have those doubts and feelings. But in our society, saying you don't know or you don't know what to think or you don't know what to say, in, at least in a uh, business setting and I would say even in like social settings, a lot of times you don't want to look stupid in front of your friends. Um, these aren't things that you you, you come out and admit uh, a whole bunch. I mean, I guess it depends on who you are. No, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable. You're absolutely right, I think. Yeah, so it is, uh, I don't know what to, what kind of hamburger to get you know i'm at the drive-thru or i don't know which college to apply to you know it can like vary that that much but um to admit publicly that those types of things you look like you're not competent and and people it's usually not a good thing in society right and that's what makes this song so fun is that uh you would think the kinds of emotions and feelings like that how we all kind of push deep down or are not we don't, we don't verbalize or admit that we don't know the way or the truth or what to say or what to think. Um, yet the song is so excited about this, right? It's the, <laughs> kind of this like paradox in a way of like, um, you wouldn't think that to yell out loud with a big crowd of people at a concert, I don't know the way, I don't know what to think. Like that's not things that you typically are celebrating. And that's mm -hmm. what makes the 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 excitement or the paradox or the interestingness for me of this song is just that uncertainty can actually be celebrated right it's like uh the fact that he says it's okay is like it's like a comforting like a warm blanket to wrap in you know it's like oh good you know someone else is telling me that it's okay if i don't have all the answers it's uh, uh -huh. it's reassuring it's yeah. like it's a nice thought. Yeah, and, and and so to your point about how, you know, 
admitting that you don't know these things is, is more than likely, right? And I think mm -hmm. that when it comes to uh, the, the admitting or even to the verbal, verbalization of these things is so important because um, when we assume that our, our beliefs and our values and our ideas are perfect and complete, that we really do know something, it breeds this, this kind of mindset and, and entitlement uh, that, that gets us to try and avoid responsibility for things or to, uh, you know, um, not really engage with the problems that exist because there are real big problems in this world in terms of clashes between uh, ideologies and dogmas and, and everyone wants to try and force their opinions or assume that they're right. But really, to admit that you don't know is the only way to solve our problems or to admit that you're wrong to admit that you're wrong and that your ideas aren't working, it's like that's that's the starting point. That's the only way to solve problems. Mm, interesting. I like that because it's uh, it's once your brain once you say you know something, it kind of turns your brain off in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, and you don't have to think about that thing anymore. Exactly. And so, okay, so going on further in this song. He starts with those things that are are pretty familiar yet kept pretty close to the chest, right? And then the next uh, verse, he goes into things that I think a little uh, uh, less thought of as uncertain, right? Like, I don't know the law or how to disobey, how to keep it cool, and, and my favorite, how to hip hooray. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's fantastic Andrew W.K. Uh, writing. Um <laughs> And so it just gets to like the silliness, I think, a little bit of, of and, and again, just like with the celebration of uncertainty. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, I don't know the law or how to, how to disobey. It's like, wait, I don't know how to disobey. That's like just getting, instead of a more literal, it's much more of like this kind of uh, metaphorical or, or very intrinsic kind of like, oh, geez, do I know how to disobey? Because if I don't know how to disobey, that means I don't know what the <clears> law <throat> or even what I'm supposed to do, right? It's like this very much more ethereal kind of I don't know. Right. Well, you know, that's an interesting line because I think for the most part, a lot of these, um, I don't know what you call these, like uh, the first line and the second line kind of go together on a lot of these. Uh-huh. And then the third and the fourth line go together. And then you jump to the next. So, like, I don't know the law or how to disobey. I don't know the plan, just disarray. Mm -hmm. um, like, I don't know the Christ. I don't know how to pray. So a lot of, like, the, the first and second things go together. Yep. Um, and so what is exactly – I don't know the law or how to disobey. So he's saying you can't disobey something – if you don't know what it is in the first place, is that, is yeah. that kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Like, is that what you're saying too? Yeah. Like, um, to like, you can't break the, uh, you're not, if the speed limit is 65 miles per hour, um, you can't, but you don't know what the speed limit is. You, you can't, uh, disobey that rule. I mean, you can, you can break it. You can break the law. Uh -huh. But you're not you're not disobeying out of your own uh, being. You're not being disobedient to yourself or to that thing. You're just breaking the law. 
Yeah, because you just, yeah, you just, it's just like this whole level of unknowing, right? Mm -hmm. to, to not even know how to disobey, not even know how, um, uh, what, it's kind of like what's good or bad. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think I get it. It's, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit tricky in there. Uh-huh. And so... <laughs> Yeah, and so and and then we get some in throughout the middle version of the song, we get some more chanting of "I don't know," uh, which is great, and and like you said already, we've got "I don't know the plan," "Just disarray," "I just lost the plot," "I got led astray," "I don't know the Christ," "Don't know how to pray," "How to face the world," "Can't even face the day," and it's just a very I, I really like the last "How to face the world," "Can't even face the day." It's like. Um, that's like a feeling of anxiety that a lot of people have of, I don't even know how I'm going to manage tomorrow because today was hard enough. Um, like when that alarm cl clock goes off in the morning and I go out there again, I don't even know how I'm going to do it. And in this context, it's like, yeah, join the party. Neither do we, <laughs> right? Like none of us do. Like that's what we're celebrating here is like none of us know how to face the day. Yeah, and that's all right. That's okay. Yeah. Um, again, it's just like uncertainty is the root of all progress and growth. Oh, okay. I like it. Uh, you know, just like as you said, if you believe you know everything, then you can't learn anything. And so to, to admit I can't even face the day, I don't even know how to face the day, it's like that's a good starting point. Like that's, the, <laughs> that's an attitude that isn't negative. Like you can not know how to face the day and that's going to be the way that you're going to grow the most and learn the most because the person who completely thinks they know how to face the day and completely thinks they understand um, what's going to happen, they just completely limit and uh, their, them, themselves to all of the things that that day could potentially teach them. Mm -hmm. And it usually doesn't go how you think anyway. Right. Uh, yeah, it's like to... That's the other thing, right? That's a good point. Like your your certainty um, just makes you that much more arrogant and makes you that much more insecure. Blind. And makes you blind in a way. Yeah, like you're you're like, oh, I totally know what's going to happen. So when something doesn't go your way, instead of like being open or trying to change or or adjust or be flexible, you're going to try and deny it. Or make up reasons why it really is going that it is going the way that you had planned, and you just get yourself in all kinds of trouble where you're you're not really. Um, it's kind of that idea of breeding entitlement, right? Like you you think that you deserve something because you know how things are supposed to go. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, there's an interesting idea, it's a couple parallels. So like we can we can look at this song. I'm, I'm have the lyrics pulled up right now from the lyric book and I'm, uh, staring at him. I'm hearing what you're saying. And there's like, we bring music is, is kind of a weird thing because we have like what the artist intended. We have like what the art, like we have the music, like the sound and the vibes that go along with it. We have, uh, we have like the, the, the content that's presented to us, but then us, we ourselves, we have like this whole like uh, paradigm that we bring to these things, and uh, it's kind of like we can interpret and make this whatever we need it to be, and that's that's okay because 
if you notice, Android WK's um, uh, outfit, I think, um, uniform. Yeah. The the all white. It's a blank canvas. Zach, it's a blank canvas. Just like a, we can project whatever we want onto Android WK, like like a. A painting, right? We're starting out and we're we're making strokes and we're coloring in what we want to see. And so uh, his uniform, his all-white uniform, is a metaphor for what we put into this song and we paint with these colors and, and the paradigms that we view. And that's okay, too. Maybe his... Maybe, maybe his... <laughs> I love it. Maybe, maybe his uniform is meant for it to be like that. Right. It's like he, he's kind of the personification of of um, just a blank slate or, or not knowing and, and it can be whatever we need or he needs to be at any moment. Yeah, because there's I, I've always NRWK's lyrics have always been uh, an interesting thing to me. Like they they uh, they're not always very definitive, but there's like room for interpretation. I, I find, and maybe that's just uh, me, but um, maybe these are pretty straightforward. I don't know, but I, and, and I think we're both on the same uh, wavelength here. But maybe someone comes into this and, and thinks of it totally differently. You know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, anyway, f- for yeah, me, a bit of a tangent. Yeah, for me, I just feel like this song is so liberating because the more uh, I can I can challenge my beliefs and assumptions and uh, question my intentions, question my motivations, the, the more I can uh, trust myself less, I feel that's mm-hmm. so liberating. To be in a world where you don't know, it's, it's exhausting to always know stuff right? Oh yeah. To be the, to be the person who has the answers and to feel like you're the one who has to come to every situation knowing what to do. Like what an exhausting, yeah. What an exhausting position to put yourself in. And, and we do that, uh, all the time. Um, because we, we have this ego that really wants to feel like we're important and that we're smart and that we need to prove ourselves to other people. And it's such a disarming thing to just say, I don't know. And to just, uh, go with that kind of uh, attitude instead of being the person, you know, if you've got a friend that's in need or whatever, instead of having solutions for your friend or explanations for your friend, you can just sit with your friend and be like, dude, I don't know either. And how, how helpful is it and how relieving is it to be the, be the person who's like suffering and to have a friend who just wants to suffer with you? Doesn't have, you know, that, that friend doesn't have any uh, explanations or solutions or anything. He's just there to say like, I don't know, but I'm here. Right. Mm-hmm. Someone you can relate to. Yeah. And, and I think like so much of the world just needs, uh, people to just come together and, and equally say, I don't know, let's figure it out together. Neither of us knows. Um, and, and cause we live in this, I mean, man, with social media and they talk about like the polarization of, of, uh, in, you know, people and cultures and classes and identity politics where everyone thinks they know everything and everyone's got this very strong opinion that puts them at these like, you know, stalemates with other people who know everything. And it's like, man, if people could just all admit and be like, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm, yeah, I, I kind of really feel like that would be a really big step in the right direction. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree that the idea that you have everything figured out is like an impossible expectation to live up to. So, I, I mean, I feel like I do know people who are kind of seen as a know-it-all and they even like almost take pride in the fact that they're a know-it-all. Yeah. And, uh, like, there's no way you can know everything. I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. So, like, there's been things where I've asked that person a question, and it was so obvious that they were just making something up. Like, they literally couldn't, they could not, even though it was obvious to everyone, and they were totally making it up, and they're lying to themselves, and they're lying to me, and everyone around, um, they would rather do that than just say, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just say the words, just say the words, just say, you don't know. Yeah. It's like a <laughs> great, you're it's free. a great practice. Yeah. You're free. This is, this is a great practice of just humility of just like feeling you want to feel good. Just say, you don't know. Mm-hmm. That just, and so that's what this song just makes me feel so good is because I can just say, I don't know over and over and over again. And it just feels really great to say, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's a great sentiment to have the uh, the other song that I think kind of correlates th- with this in a way, or maybe has the same vibe or tone, at least in partiality is uh, the song to- totally stupid. Oh yeah, totally. I'm, I'm totally stupid. <clears throat> That's even probably maybe a, a more extreme way to say it. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm totally stupid. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's fun the weird thing about that song is there's a whole last half of totally totally stupid that's like uh kind of detached i don't know it's like different messaging even the songs you know the first half of totally stupid sound different than the last half right of the song but um anyway yeah totally stupid in this song i feel like uh kind of have the same thing going with it but it's uh it is it is kind of a strange thing that where the older i get the less I feel like I know. And I think there's something weird that happens. I have this um, hypothesis, okay? Yes, let's hear it. And uh, I, don't, I don't mean to get too political here because this is the Party Party podcast, but I feel like in the 20s, you know, you move out of the house and then you are constructing this world, like this paradigm around you. And so around that time, there's um, in your early 20s, you start... Uh, become very political you know you start seeing things very black and white and you kind of pick a side and uh, blah 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 well like as I've gotten older I've like pulled away from that a bit Uh and it's uh, it's like again it's liberating just to say like I don't have that's great that you know, you figured it out, I guess, but it's like, I, I'm more comfortable now saying like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have all the facts to that rather than hearing like this, you know, this controversial news headline that comes out and saying, reading the headline, getting, you know, the first 10 minutes, you know, of information out of it and then making a decision on that. It's just like, I'm just going to not decide on that. I'm just going to say, uh, I don't need to to make any kind of conclusion with this 
because it's I'd rather just not know definitively exactly what's going on and yeah. I'm happy with that yeah I feel the same way and I also feel like the older I get the more sure I am that no one knows <laughs> like that the what feels like a very fact-based and specific story that's being presented I've come to believe is anything but you know like stories in themselves are decisions like mm -hmm. somebody had to of all the information out there pick and choose the parts that were that made sense to them that they thought would make sense for the story that would make sense for this information to be coalesced in a certain way and there are numerous facts left out and different sides that there's not enough time to explore and and so everything comes uh not definitive right like this whole idea that there is a side that's right and a side that's wrong or that there's pure evil and pure good or this whole that whole concept is just so silly there's just it, it's there's so much everything is a spectrum of mm -hmm. of black and white and every rainbow color there is right like no one is fully understands everything and no one is totally good no one's totally bad and anytime you like meet people or or see things like that where it seems like the person has figured out like, oh, this is the bad guy or this is the person who's definitively wrong. Like, that person is wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're too extreme. So, okay, let's let's flip it. So, um, going off of that, if it's a spectrum, if you don't know anything, that's comforting to know. But knowing some things are also good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? yes. And here, here's my thing with that is that I think that um, it's dangerous to assume that you are right uh, and to think that you really know and have it figured out. I think a better attitude is to just feel like you can just constantly be less wrong. Hmm, okay. Less wrong. Yeah, like uh, on any particular topic or any kind of endeavor you do or any kind of, of goal you have or, or thing you're working towards, you'll never arrive. You can just constantly get a little less worse and a little closer to the truth and, and less wrong over time. But the idea that, and I think that's a better attitude to be like, okay, well, uh, I know everything I, I know up to this point and my mind is open for all the extra information to change that mind. And once that new information presents itself, hopefully I'll be even less wrong, but I've got to assume that at this point I have a fraction of the information uh, about this topic that I know about. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you, yeah, you could say it either way. You know, uh, you're less wrong, or you're coming, you're coming to the truth closer and closer. I guess the yeah. the truth is revealing itself closer and or more and more. Right. But yeah, there is definitely like something strange about. Uh, I think I think there is like a it's like a false comfort for people who are know it alls, or you know that twenty year old who's got all the politics figured out and all the world problems figured out in you right. know, six months time. Um, there's like this false security there. Uh -huh. they, they, they've created the, this, this structure, this paradigm because they have to, right? They have to like start making decisions and building this world around them. Otherwise they're just like this lost in space and it's not a comfortable feeling. So they, they create this, this thing around them and they have to make, you know, at attach all the dots, you know, point a to point b to blah, blah forever and ever all the points are connected and then it's like this this uh 
this construction that they've built. But in reality, it's just like a fake thing. You know, it's like yeah. a, a construct in their mind. Yeah, that they've connected all the dots. But like, there's a point where that that's gonna come crumbling down. It's all gonna shatter. And uh, you know what, Andrew WK will be there to help them pick up the pieces. <laughs> that's right. That is right. Like, uh, what's the song? Um, Ever again, he says, uh, "If you you your dreams crumble and you 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 dig yourself oh, yeah. out from your dreams." <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I really like I really like that line. Okay, well, <laughs> one last thought I had on this idea of not knowing that it reminded me. So I am an, an aspiring writer. I'm very amateur in my writing, but I've written a couple of novels that have that are Let's not. Let's hold that, pause there. He's written a couple of novels, people. <laughs> and they're not very good, but I, I like to think that the whole point of them was to learn how to write more than actually um, writing something that was good. That mm. said, there's this idea when it comes to writing, and I think it applies to most things, like any kind of a creative endeavor, whether you're creating art or you're writing, you're writing songs. Um, and there's this idea where writers talk about how the story writes itself. Mm. And, um, and that's a very confusing thing to me. Like how could a story write itself? And so what I think is going on is that, uh, when you show up to your computer and you're looking at the blank screen and you're ready to write your story, um, you sit there and you stare at that screen waiting for something to come out and, mm. uh, nothing does and you're like when will inspiration hit i'm waiting for inspiration to know what to write um and so basically what you have to do is you just have to start writing without knowing what you're gonna get uh there's some kind hmm. of quote somewhere that said like some guys like this super prolific author written hundreds of books and he's asked how does he do it and he says i write two 200 uh crappy words a day like meaning he just starts to write. He sits at the computer and immediately starts writing, not knowing where he's going to go. And he just starts writing. And after 200 words, he gets it out of a system. And finally, his brain catches up. He's able to edit that. That's what they say. There's no such thing as writing, only rewriting. And so anyways, if you go into it, whether you're writing a song or a book or anything, knowing what you're going to do, you get a lesser product. I think you have to go into the artistic endeavor not knowing and when you show up not knowing and you just let yourself go and just write without knowing where you're going to get, that's when the story writes itself and that's how you get something on the page and how you create the work. You can't create the work knowing what's going to come out first. You create the stuff, the art, by showing up and just doing it without knowing which way it's going to go. Right, right. I, yeah, that makes that makes sense to me. I think the very rare exception are you um... – shown like beforehand in a dream like oh i'm gonna make this sculpture um i think maybe you can have an idea like let's say you're um i don't know you you have some sculpture that you a uh, 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 object that you're going to go after but when you're actually going through the process like you'll you'll be surprised oh i didn't you know that curve turned out better than i thought it was going to be or right um, you know, oh, if I did it like this color, that's actually better than like any preconceived thought that I might have had. Bef this is a better way to do it. So, 
That's interesting. Yeah, it's um, it's like this weird. You're like riding the. You're like riding a wave of. It's like taking you, but you're like sort of in control because you chose to go on the wave in the first place. Right. You really just you you ignore that idea of having to wait for the muse to show up. It's like you create the muse. And that's like the 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 message that I've I've read or or you know listened to on podcasts, whatever, from a bunch of different people who are into writing or, or writers, is that writing is work and you show up and you do the work and you can't wait for inspiration to strike to let that uh, you know get the work done. You go into it not knowing, and that's that's the real I think the real the real barrier to entry that most people have is they're like well, what? I don't have any ideas. I don't know what to write about. And it's like, that's it. No one does, right? Like, you <laughs> yeah. show up not knowing. That's the that's the challenge. Every day you sit at that computer. I mean, you think about these books that are, you know, a Stephen King book or these, you know, they're 100,000 words long. It's like, how does someone do that? It's like, well, they just do it one word at a time, not knowing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's very, I, th- I find that also very liberating, the idea of how, you know, nobody really knows what they're doing, but the people who get it done are the people who are brave enough to go forward despite not knowing. Yeah, so this song is really twofold. It's it's to get in that mindset of uh, not knowing and, and being like uh, ready to be humiliated and, and to admit to other people that you, they don't know and to, to look stupid, I guess, in a way, and to, to create something that might be embarrassing to them. Um but then also to to be okay with not having some preconceived grand idea. I think a lot of people wait around for that, um, you know, op, um, magnum. What is it called? An opus or something? You know, their magnum, magnum opus or whatever. Right, right, yeah. It's like uh, no, you gotta, you just gotta go, go with it. Yeah, that's. I mean, basically, it's all of life, right? Like that. Talking about writing is just one tiny sliver of it, because. You know, like for people who are single and they're like, they want to know who they're going to marry or they want to know who to date. It's like, who should I go on dates with? It's like, you can't know. You just got to go without knowing. Uh, and it's like, how, how do I drive a car? It's like, how do you learn to do that? You don't. You, you just have to do it without knowing. <laughs> you know, like, how do I how do I do good in this class at, in college or something? It's like, yep, you show up not knowing how you're going to do it. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think this has been I think this has been a great podcast because people can take away something yes. from this and they can apply this to their lives. Yes, I hope I hope that the next time you, dear listener, uh, uh, blast this song from your car stereo while going down the street, uh, you are just as excited and jubilant as I am in not knowing, and that we can all just not know a little bit more. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Rich. It was good talking to you. Thanks, Zach. And uh, maybe we could do a little fade out of the song. I feel like it's very fitting for this podcast. I don't know if uh, you can stitch that together, but just a little fade out. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I'll do it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See ya.